Hello, dear listeners. You have no idea what uh, an amazing message I had the other day. And this is for you, Kelly, from Down Under. And I'm you made my day. And you have no idea how it made Francesca to feel. So... <laughs> Uh, let me let me just read this in a minute to you, but it's um it's so wonderful to see how much this show has actually inspired people in so many different ways. And uh, I'm all the time thinking how I can make it more interesting, how I can bring more people into um, discussing about these things, whether it's on email, like Kelly sent me an email, or whether it's on Instagram, on Selfishly Happy with Anne Bland, or whether it's um, through speak pipe you're very welcome to leave me a voice message and maybe it's a question maybe it's a comment it's feedback it's uh, it's um uh sharing what whatever insights you've had so all those kind of things inspire me so much because i kind of feel do i have anything else to say i mean it seems to me that i'm going in circles and just talking about the same myth busting or just uh, saying uh, the usual things about the orgasm and just trying to inspire people. Yes, you know, you can own your pleasure. You can be your queen or king or sovereign of your own sexuality and sex. And you need to learn from within first and then you can't, you can go um, externally and start looking at, okay, where else can I, can I, uh, you know, emphasize my pleasure with somebody else and what kind of sex do I like what kind of pleasure is most aligned with myself and is there something that I can do to go towards my edges so that it's not always the same so it's just kind of the message of this show is very much about liberation it's about being open and honest and discussing and talking about sex and I'm at the moment in France and I've, I've been talking to people here and I understand that French actually talk about sex a lot you know, maybe it's about I'm not having any or I'm not having enough, but at least people are talking about sex. And definitely in Finland, where I come from, we talk about sex a lot. So I'm I'm not really sure how other people, other nations, how the sex discussions happen on dinner tables or whether it's still in the sort of murky kind of undercurrents and nobody really knows how to how to talk about it and and uh, that's that's something that I'd like to change and especially uh, in cultures where it's not been uh, predominantly so that the, the that it's been kept in secrecy and there are lots of actually young people who are growing up as adults and not actually knowing what sex is about so there's a lot of uh, myths and we've done a lot of myth busting here but yeah, I would really invite your ideas and, and discussions with me. I have a couple of really juicy, wonderful, interesting people lined up to come and be my guests and uh, to, to have these heart-to-heart -heart sharings about sex and sexuality, about pleasure and about healing uh, from sexual abuse and so on. There's lots of, lots of good things happening and coming but today I must admit I'm a bit lost so I'm so happy Kelly that you emailed me so this is Anna Blunt your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest explicit podcast called tantric sex for lovers and others 
So Kelly gave me his permission to read this out or to use it in any kind of way. So I'm going to I'm going to read this Kelly full, you know. So here we go. So Kelly says, "Hello, Anne, and I should also add Francisca. And Francisca is uh, is my friend and colleague who's been on this show several times. So you can go back to those episodes and actually." listen what uh, what she has to say and also feel her energy. You know, she's got an amazing, amazing energy, that woman does. Anyway, back to Kelly. I stumbled across your podcast, yay, and have been devouring all the episodes in my car journeys and have found it refreshingly fun and enlightening. Wow. Your bright enthusiasm, knowledge and wisdom for all things sex is a revelation. <laughs> Not sure about that, but yeah, I'll take it. If only I had tools like this when I was in my youth. Gosh, that's really, that's really touching my heart, actually, because I'm here with you. I really, I think, I think there is a, it's yes and no. I think there are lots of older people who are much more at ease with their sexuality and their sex life than some of the young people are. There is, uh, as I said, a lot of myths and a lot of issues and a lot of expectations, a lot, lot of insecurities, a lot of anxiety about sex within young people. And and sometimes I feel like the people who did live the, the liberating 60s actually get sex better. But yeah, then there is uh, there are other people who who haven't really had perhaps that self-esteem to feel worthy of having sexual pleasure, either uh, ideally through self-pleasuring first and then with a partner. And lots lots of times, as we heard on this podcast as well quite early on, I think it was uh, uh, where Francesca came first time on this show with Amanda and we talked about Tantric Journey into My Body and these amazing women shared how how they discovered their own bodies through Tantra and how, for instance, Amanda had never self-pleasured and, and was kind of outsourcing her sex to and her pleasure to, to her partner. And this is something that um, I hold with lots of love and tender compassion because it is something that we need to really change. We are born to be pleasurable beings that's for sure. And somehow it's got twisted along the way. And there are people, like Kelly says, that I, I wish I had these tools. And I'm not sure what tools you're talking about. I hope it might be the <laughs> pleasure ebook where I talked about seven holistic sex tools like intention, focus, presence, breath, movement, sounding, and energy. And those are the ones that I've learned in Tantra to be very, very useful whenever you want to. You know, for instance, as a man, if you can vocalize your pleasure, you don't have to control your ejaculation so much. And you can really flow with the, with the whole experience rather than just trying to be like in the porn they show that men, men don't really move much, obviously move, but not, you know, their face doesn't move uh, if you happen to see his face and there's no sounding. So it's quite interesting, but let's, let's, um, 
let's go for, forward and read more what Kelly has to say. So here's, here's the consent, and I, I let you know. Feel free to use this as if uh, this if you would like, or if it's a bit too much, then I understand. Well, of course it's not too much. Come on. This is this is Tantric Sex for Lovers, another podcast. There's nothing is too much here. So happy to use you to use my first name, Kelly. Okay. Thank you, Kelly, for that consent. So the most recent episode which has inspired me to email you is number 29, Does Size Matter? And actually, that we I deliberately chose that name because lots of people would think, okay, we'll talk about penis size again. But actually, no, we talked about vulvas mostly. So Kelly says, I was really surprised to discover that some women have a complex because they have large lips. We talk about labia here. From a personal perspective, as someone who spent many years in my youth loving lips that can be played with, gently sucked on and rolled around inside my mouth, oh, I assumed everyone loved juicy lips. Yeah, they should. This idea that porn lips are better truly came as a surprise to me. Well, yes, I'm I'm really, really strong on this. I absolutely hate the fact that porn makes even young teenagers to want to have labia surgery because they think they their their lips, as you said, juicy lips, don't look like in porn. And that is so wrong. That is so toxic. And even these surgeons can say, plastic surgeons can say to these women that you will have more pleasure if you have labia surgery. I mean, what PS? So much shit going around in this where actually women, if we, if we look at the Taoist tradition of Tantra and how they were embracing female sexuality, it was all about that women's sexuality is so powerful, it's exponentially bigger than men's sexuality. And all of a sudden, it's kind of been twisted completely the other way around. Women, if they were very sexual and sensual and they were healers and they were doing sex magic, they were burnt on stakes in the in the dark ages. And women were not allowed to enjoy sex if we go back to Victorian England. And it was just a duty to perform until they they invented the, the, the vibrator, which is actually a really cool thing I discovered not that long ago. But uh, it's it's the it was an English doctor who was treating women's what was called hysteria by pleasuring them with his finger, basically. So women would come and kind of oh gosh, you know I'm I'm having these these um, emotional hysterics again. And he would just, okay, the woman would climb on the on the couch and, and he would just put his hand, you know, with obviously some oil and, and lubricant and started pleasuring them. And, and it took him 45 minutes to make a woman have an orgasm. And then the hysterics was gone. But... If these women, nobody really understood what was going on. They didn't really understand that it was orgasmic experience and it was really helping women to to feel fully themselves being able to have that kind of service. I mean, how amazing was that? And then eventually his assistant invented a vibrator and uh, and then women came in like, 
10 minutes, two minutes or whatever. I mean, I, I'm not a big advocate for vibrating things because I think it can make, make um, pussies a bit numb, but that's my personal opinion. And, um, and some people might get addicted to it. So, but I mean, you know, whatever rocks your boat, go for it. I mean, if it's better to have orgasms than not having them at all, it's better to have pleasure than not having it at all. So if you, if you really like your vibrator, go for it. Personally, I use, uh, I recommend class dildo and there's lots of beautiful, beautiful dildos there that help women to, to explore their pussies and also have that kind of experience if, uh, because one of the myths that I've heard so many times is that sex is over when men ejaculate. And that's, that's actually not right. It's not fair and it's not right. It's not proper. It's not okay. So we can always have things, toys, whether they are dildos or vibrators indeed to help or, or a little bit of, um, what was it? I need to go back. Oh yes. Uh, gently sucked on and rolled around inside my mouth. So yeah, why not? I mean, this is, this is such a beautiful testimonial for, for uh, diversity of female vulvas. And I'm so happy to read this. And I'm so happy, Kelly, that you are celebrating this diversity and you really have spent your <laughs> youth sucking so many juicy lips. I mean, yeah, fair play. So um, anyway, so let's, let's go back. I'm di diverting again. So let's go back to Kelly and what he writes. So he, he, he goes on saying, so if it helps in some small way to women out there from a human who owns a cock, most men that I know absolutely love all shapes and sizes of women's vulvas. She is truly a beautiful thing. So isn't that amazing? I mean, yes, 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 absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And there is actually a vulva gallery. Oh, maybe I could uh, put it in the show notes, but go and have a look at vulva gallery. Look at these, these different vulvas. And, and really, if, it, if, if you are one of those people who think that uh, only a porn vulva that Francesca was talking about is the only correct and right shaped and sized vulva, go to the vulva gallery and look at these different vulvas and breathe. I really invite you to embrace diversity in vulvas and see the beauty of those flowers, you know, those, those amazing, amazing flowers. And, and I don't know, I'm not very poetic, but I mean, just have a look and see how amazing they are. And also have a look at your own and love her. She is truly a beautiful thing, as, uh, as Kelly says. So I will put that on the in the show notes. So go and have a look. But then, yes, <laughs> this is so funny. I would also like to say that between you, Anne, and Francisca, your English pronunciation of pussy and cock is simply the best. You truly are breathing new life into these wonderful words. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, this truly made my my uh, day, and I had to call Francesca, and we we spent maybe fifteen minutes just to say pussy and cock <laughs> to each other because it was so funny. It was so funny, and I I can't pronounce English. I know, and and Francesca's. She she has uh, she has such a beautiful accent and and she she says it you know oh I wish I would have actually got a recording from her so maybe next time next time I promise I will have well I need to have obviously Francesca's consent on this but I will bring her on and she can say pussy and cock for you Kelly and anybody else who loves her way of saying those words so this is. This is really uh, something that Francesca was sharing quite vulnerably, and I'm so glad, Kelly, that you picked it up and uh, and have this this um, message to her. She really, really appreciated it. There and 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 Kelly says, and to Francesca, there are lots of seats for bike riding designed for women. Hopefully, the attachment might help as riding a bike is one of the life's great pleasures, amongst other things, of course. But I can't help you with horses, though. So this was this was really, we were talking about vulvas because uh, some, some vulvas have, the clitoris might, for instance, be so much out that riding a horse or a bicycle, indeed, can be painful. And also those lips can be, if they if they are these kind of juicy lips that we're talking about here, they can actually have friction on on the saddle. So, how could I share this picture, this image that Kelly has sent? Maybe I put it on Instagram. So, um, yeah, maybe I can I can put it on Instagram. Selfishly happy with Anne Blunt. If you can find me there, if you're curious about this, I've never had. I've never seen a saddle like that, but I think this is amazing. This is just, this is really, really amazing. So anyway, just to wrap it up, what Kelly uh, says is that uh, please keep up the great work from Kelly Down Under. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I mean, this is such a <laughs> wonderful feedback and wonderful as uh, sharing as well about your own experience and your celebration of the female vulva how how gorgeous is that and i hope this truly inspires other people to do the same you know celebrate vulva celebrate pussies celebrate diversity what is you know if you have a vulva in front of you whether it's in the mirror or just physically in front of you what can you say and express that is so beautiful about her? What do you like? What do you love? You know, is it the color? Is it the shape? Is it the the uh, the the whether there's hair or not, and whether you know the smell, the taste? I mean, she loves pussies. Love hearing these things. So please go right now after this episode. Go to the nearest pussy <laughs> that is willing and consenting and and wants to hear this, because this is groundbreaking, life changing, world changing stuff. Pussies deserve and are worthy of celebration, and 
worship even, I'd say. So let me know how how you find pussy worshipping. So yeah. Okay, so one of the things I'd like to talk about in one of the episodes in the future is about my insecurity, really, about making this this podcast truly, truly inclusive. And, um, and I'm not now talking about different bodies and shapes and sizes and all that, but actually sexual identity. And I've kind of owned up to the fact that I come from a very cisgendered heterosexual background. And I have had a couple of guests who who come from different backgrounds and so on. But it's really something that um, I would like to own up and learn more. So I will have an amazing person coming to the show and talk about maybe queer sex, maybe about um, how can we change our language to be more inclusive, and how can we how can we really collectively learn more because this is important. This is so important, and I think this is one of the things that the modern age now is allowing people to have more diversity, but we don't always know how to be inclusive. And it was funny, I spoke to Nadia, who's going to come on the show, and she she just basically said, you know, number one is that um, you're going to fuck it up anyway. So just own it up, you know, just own it up. You, you, you forget to say they, you forget to say this and the other. and uh, And it's just really being compassionate for myself, but also willing to repair where I haven't been really inclusive in my conversations. And it's important to to state that to make people feel more safe in these conversations when we talk about sex. And also that their their nervous system can understand that I want to be your ally. I want to be Annie Alley. Um, so it's really something that I want to learn to to be a better ally and also be more inclusive. So if you have any questions to Nadia, please let me know as well because this is important. You know what what does the um, if if you are in that kind of field, you know yourself. If you want to ask direct questions from Nadia's, email me. You don't need to be on your name like Kelly was. You 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 give me your consent. And you can also ask a question through SpeakPipe where your voice will be heard on the podcast. So the link is in the show notes. And I think that's a really also for anybody like me, you you know, who feels a little bit lost in this field. 
are welcome to to participate as well. What would you like to understand and know about non-binary and LBGTQ plus people? And beyond sex education, of course, this amazing um, Netflix series just came out, the, the, the fourth series. So if you haven't watched it, do watch it. It's hilarious. It's really painfully honest and it's funny and it's really yeah it's really good 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 show and I'm I'm quite sad that it's finishing but um yeah Gillian Anderson is an amazing sex therapist and it's all about her son and the whole college wanting to understand and have sex so all the issues there it's really really cool show but yeah, so what would you like to ask from Nadia about queer sex in general or about inclusive conversations where people, maybe it could be somebody you know, maybe it's your, your child that you'd like to ask uh, on behalf and how you can have these discussions with somebody who doesn't go by these binary rules that most of us have grown up with. So I can't believe I've actually talked for half an hour. Listen, Kelly, you really inspired me. I mean, this is, <laughs> it, it feels to me like you were on the show. So if you ever wanted to come on a show, you're very welcome. You know, goodness, I'd like you to, to share more about your youth and maybe the, the life now with your diverse, diversity lips, you know, how you loved being there. But I mean, it's up to you. So you're always welcome to come and anyone else as well. So I will wrap this up, but let me know if there's anything that you want to uh, cover next. And um, I really want you to celebrate whatever is down there and worship and honor and love. It's all good. It's your pleasure after all, and you're in charge of your pleasure. So never, never forget that. And let's keep busting some myths and beliefs that are not valid anymore. And let's keep learning together. My name is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this very open and honest, explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Ciao, ciao.